0: Thanks for joining us for another message from Southland Church. If you'd like any information about our church, check out our website at mysouthland.com.
1: All right, it is very good to be here. And uh, we have a special guest this morning, Pastor Danny and his family is here. It's good to have you guys here. In the, and Teen Challenge is in the house. Can we give them a Southland welcome? Yep. So I don't want to take too much of his time because I actually want you to hear what God is doing there because it's amazing. I'm very excited for his message and the testimonies as well. Uh, but in usual style, we like to pray before our services. And so today, we're not going to pray for one of our church-wide prayer requests. We're going to pray specifically for Teen Challenge. And uh, in a moment, we'll do that. I'll just give you a couple of points to pray for. Number one, we have those volunteering, but we have those that are working in the program, staff in the program. Uh, They need God's favor, they need His grace, their families need protection, Uh, they need to see the Spirit moving. They also need wisdom well beyond their years and and personal understanding. Uh, Each person is unique. There are things and aspects of of addiction and life-controlling behaviors that are the same, Uh, but there are no easy solutions. And we were just singing, but through Christ, but through Christ, and that God would give them favor. But then, participants, it is not an easy thing to have to face... the the sin in your life, to have to face the struggles in your life, it's not easy. And then to work through a process of healing is anything but easy, and it's not short either. So we need to pray for God's sustaining power for them, that they would continue to give a yes. You know, I I thought about that verse, uh, we've been crucified with Christ, but it's a daily decision. You know, we've talked lots about a yes, and all of us have that yes. And their yes matters. Every day when they wake up, they have to say yes. They have to say no to the flesh and yes to the Lord. But isn't that true for all of us? So, you guys ready to pray for them? Those who are either in Teen Challenge in the program now or working in Teen Challenge or family, could you stand for just a moment? Let's give them a round of applause again. We love you. Thank you for joining us today. It's an honor. Just stay standing and... We're gonna pray you guys know how to do it. In three, two, one, let's pray together for them. Lord, we thank you for what you were doing through Teen Challenge, both locally and in Winnipeg, but also abroad in Canada and beyond in the nations. Lord, you have blessed that ministry, and we are grateful to be a part of it and to be able to partner with them in prayer and financially. And so, Lord, now as Pastor Danny comes up, would you fill him with your spirit, and would you give us eyes that see and ears that hear, that we would be open to what your spirit is saying to us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys may be seated. Pastor Danny. Oh, sounds good that's what I meant to say. <laughs>
2: Welcome. Good morning, Southland Church. Thank you, brother. I'm not Pastor Danny. I wish I was, but uh, I know Pastor Danny. Thank you so much. And we just lift up Southland Church and all the leadership here and everyone here today. And, and we just, we honor you. We honor you and we thank you. I'm, I'm so blessed to be a part of the team. We have Steinbach uh, Men's Center and Winnipeg Men's Center here this morning. And and whoever else, our leadership team. And, and this is just incredible to be here with you guys. I, myself, my name is Richard. I'm a, I'm a graduate of the long-term pro- program out of Thunder Bay. And uh, you know what? I, I have a special calling because I, I almost lost my life before I came to this uh, program. And, and I truly cried out uh, unto the Lord. And Romans 10:13 has always been my verse, and I cling to that, you know, um, calling on the name of the Lord. And you know, he's faithful through this journey. I've been with the ministry over three years now, and I I came in brokenhearted, and, and I, so, I serve wholeheartedly, so it's just really encouraging to be up here with you guys. Uh, this morning, I'll be bringing the, the ministry update. So as I mentioned, um, Southland, we're so blessed by you guys. Uh, we have our, our Steinbach Men's Center here, the 22-bed Men's Center, and, um, you know, we're a faith-based program, and Anyone who doesn't know or has heard of Teen Challenge in this church, please you know, come see us. We're, we have a booth set up in, in the hallway here, and you know, it's a beautiful story crossing the switchblade of you know, how, how a brother late, uh, David Wilkerson, you know, heard the call of God, and he was faithful, and he pursued in love that same love of Jesus, and as a result, a worldwide ministry was formed. So this is just incredible stuff. Um, we are Central Canada. As I mentioned, we are Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Northwestern Ontario, and we have men's and women's uh, campuses across Central Canada, and, and um, it's the one-year live-in discipleship program. And so with this comes the need for community offices, and, and which I work out of Main Street, 354 Main Street. We just had our, our grand opening there. And uh, it's it's a beautiful thing, you know. We're we're a first point of contact, and we're trained and assessed. Uh, sorry, trained and equipped to to assess everyone to help meet their needs wherever they're at, you know. And and maybe it's not even with us. Maybe we're doing like a referral, building parallel agencies. You know, um, mental health assessments. Uh, um, we're doing um, men's and women's ready now recovery. And, and, and this is so cool because the Heart of Teen challenges is evangelism and discipleship, right? And not everybody can come in and, and do a one-year discipleship program. So to disciple within the community... Is, is been truly a blessing, you know, to walk alongside someone who's struggling with addiction, and this is life-controlling stuff—not just drugs and alcohol or pornography, whatever it may be. This is anything life-controlling. So, if you know somebody who's struggling, please come see myself or one of us. Set up at the table, we would we would love to help you. And we were in Pine Falls last night, and uh, the, their launch, their kickoff for for Ready Now Recovery in Pine Falls for October 11th is you know, it's super encouraging to hear too, like it's, it's even happening out there, right? And so um, we, we do this across Central Canada, we have concerned persons, loved one support. So you know, maybe it's not for yourself, uh, or you know, you have a loved one that's struggling and you know, you want to get them some help, we offer those support groups as well. Um, we're also doing some, some hiring. Uh, and volunteers. So if you're, you know, of course, interested, you want to get involved with Teen Challenge, um, we have our website will be set up there. We have Freedom Church our, our, uh, across Central Canada and here in Steinbach at three, 305 Main Street, Calvary Church in the basement. Uh, we, you know, we have a, just a place where you can come encounter God every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. And so it's uh, it's cool. You'll hear testimonies like you're going to hear today. And it's just it's just amazing because it's you know, building that community. Project REACH. Um, I've been so blessed to be a part of this uh, and help coordinate these events. Project REACH is, uh, with, we're with Teen Challenge USA and, and, and across Canada, and it's, it's 90 days of evangelism and, uh, you know, selecting these events, um, basically executing them out, and, and the target is to reach the lost, you know, and disciple. Right, the key is discipleship, not just going out there and, and catching and releasing, but but building that relationship. And so we just had our, our first one in Central Park um, last Thursday, and it was amazing. You know, we did a free barbecue and barbershop. I myself was cutting hair alongside two others, and and it was so encouraging and and super awesome to see god move the way he did we have one set for Steinbach here september 14th in Steinbach community outreach parking lot and so please come check us out the event starts at five we're doing barbersh barbersh barbecue and barbershop right across the map and again in central park we're returning on september 28th from five to nine in closing um if you have it on your heart today to to get involved or anything it is. You have any questions? Please come see myself or one of us at the booth. Um, monthly partnership for us is is huge. Uh, if you want to get involved and you have it on your heart to donate, um, it's it's one of the most consistent things for us. You know, obviously to help um, fund all this, and you know we we rely on on donations and. I come from Thunder Bay, and, you know, I, I, this is the heart of it. They say, you know, you want something, like, hey, we're, we're out of eggs or something, and they say, okay, we'll pray it in, you know, that, that, that heart of prayer. But, you know, obviously the, the, the eggs would be accommodated if the prayer didn't come through, but we still believe in, and, and go walk by faith, right? So this is so awesome. And, yeah, I'd like to just close and encourage you guys. Like, I'm, I'm truly uh, blessed here to, to walk in alongside uh, the Teen Challenge Ministry and, And serve in the community. Thank you very much.
3: Hello. Do you want to know what reality is? Reality is getting drunk and waking up not knowing what you did. Reality is stealing from your pregnant wife to buy drugs and alcohol. Reality is crashing your truck and losing your license to DUI.
4: How do I know that's reality? Because that was me. You wanna know what reality is? Reality is being abused as a child and learning to use manipulation as a form of defense. Reality is being introduced to pornography at the age of 13 and being hooked immediately because you finally felt the acceptance you longed for. Reality is allowing pornography to control your life and develop so much anger that it leads to you getting arrested for an altercation with your spouse. How do I know this is reality? Because that was me.
0: Do you want to know what reality is? Reality is losing your father to cancer and not knowing how to cope. Reality is having a meth addiction up to the point where you can't even function or keep a job. Reality is having meth control your life and staying up for days at a time. Do you know how I know this is reality? Because that was me. Although
3: we share different realities, we were all transformed by a simple truth. Truth is, I don't need drugs or alcohol to feel joy. I have a family and God who loves me. Truth is, God has restored my relationship with my wife and is teaching me to love. Truth is, I should have died that night in the accident, but by God's grace, he saved me.
4: The truth is, I no longer have to use manipulation because I know my heavenly father and he defends me. The truth is, God is showing me what true acceptance looks like and pornography no longer has a hold on me. The truth is, I'm learning to process my anger in a godly way and my wife now wants me to come home once I'm strong enough.
0: The truth is, I now have a perfect Father in heaven, and I go to him for healing. The truth is, I accepted Jesus Christ as my savior, and now working at becoming a functional person, that could keep a job. The truth is, meth no longer controls my life. I became a Christian, as baptized, and is now born again.
3: And Jesus said, you will know the truth, and and the the truth will set you free.
5: Great job, guys. You know how difficult it is for these guys to stand up here in a room full of strangers and share some of their deepest, darkest moments. Um, Can we give them another hand for being vulnerable? Yeah. My name is Pastor Danny McVeigh and I'm the Regional Director with the Dalton Teen Challenge and uh, I'm so excited to be here this morning, uh, it's a thrill to be with you. If you're wondering about the accent, by the way, because some people wonder and I don't want them to be distracted for the next hour and a half while I'm trying to get through the message, uh, it's British, it's not Australian. Please don't offend me and my entire kinsman. it's British. Uh, and if you're wondering why I look so familiar, by the way, you know when you have a doppelganger and you look exactly like somebody else, I get this all the time. People say I look exactly like the Hollywood actor Dolph Lundgren. I don't know, I've got a picture here to show you. He was the... Well, what are you laughing for? I didn't tell a joke. You know, I knew I, knew I would get this reaction. So let me just go a quick, quick side by side. Go to the next one. I don't see much of a difference there. I think I look exactly like him. Anyways, okay, take that down. If you have a Bible with you this morning, go ahead and turn to the Gospel of John. Not John one, two, or three near the end of the Bible, but the Gospel of John. We're gonna start in chapter six. John chapter six, and we're gonna pick it up in verse 63, verse 63. I'll give you the context a little bit later, but just for now, this is a conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples. Listen closely. The Spirit gives life, The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus, of course, had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and which would betray him. He went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. Listen closely. One of the arguably saddest moments in humanity verse 66 from this time many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him so Jesus says to them you do not want to leave too do you and Jesus he asked the 12 and and Simon Peter answered him listen closely Lord to whom shall we go for you have the words of eternal life Jesus' disciples they saw something in Jesus this this select few this handful of faithful disciples they saw something in Jesus and it caused them to be all in they said where else are we gonna go for you have the words of eternal life they were all in so the title of my message this morning is all in and I want to ask are you all in Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are a good and mighty God. I thank you that you are doing tremendous things. I thank you that you use us, broken people, to lead other broken people. We love you, we praise you, we, we ask that today as we study your word that it would come alive, that we would be transformed as we encounter your living word. We ask God that you would be glorified in everything we do this morning. In your mighty and precious name. Amen. Amen. We were here last time, probably a year and a half ago. How many of you guys were here there when I was, we were here last time? Yeah, perfect. It was a year and a half though, eh? Let's make sure it's not quite as long next time, eh, Pastor Stefan, See what we can do about that. Um, last time we were here, I, I, I was reflecting on these last 18 months between that time and, and now. And man, we have seen God do some tremendous things We have seen God move in in ways that would just blow you away if I told you every story. And it reminds me of the quote that I shared with you last time I was here. I talked about this book uh, written by the author Tommy Tenney called The God Chasers that I read as as a teenage boy. And in the book it says, if you want to be used by God... If you want to be part of what God's doing, if you want to be part of his kingdom and, and be involved in this tremendous work that he's doing, all you have to do is look to where he's working and go there. Just go be a part of it. Man, we have seen God do some tremendous things over these last 18 months here with the Adult and Teen Challenge. In fact, this very building, not this one, but the one our Steinbach Men's Long-Term Program, a stone's throw from here. The very building that you gave us, in that building, with my own eyes, I have witnessed transformation at the deepest level. And and these guys that shared, all three of them there, they're from our Steinbach Men's Center. The stories that you heard, these aren't paid actors, by the way, they're not professionals. These are students that are currently in the program, and they are in the building that you gave us, and their lives are being transformed by the power of Jesus. I mean, can this get any more exciting? Like this, this blows me away when I think about what God is doing. We have literally seen God save lives. And I thank you for your generosity. I thank you for the many prayers and dollars that was contributed so that that building can be used so that people can receive this transformation from Jesus. In the last couple of years, we have witnessed this transformation. We have seen families reunified. We have seen husbands reconciled to wives. We've seen fathers and mothers reconciled to their children we've seen God raise up leaders we've seen people walk away and because of God's great amazing love that he has drawn them back into the program and they have re-entered we have seen again and again this transformation and sadly we have seen death sadly we have seen death this is a ministry of crisis what we are doing is life and death don't, don't, don't misunderstand this. We are literally involved in this, this transforming process and it, it, life is on the, the balance here. It's a matter of life and death. We are literally pulling souls out of hell with what we do. And man, I can't get enough. I am all in. From what I have seen God do over these last 18 months, what, am I, what else am I going to do with my life? I am all in. And I want to ask you this morning, are you all in? I mean, this is, this is what God's called me to do. But whatever God's called you to do, whether it's in a ministry like this or a different ministry or your workplace, whatever God has called you to do, are you all in? Are you all in? I love this. Uh, theme that you guys have been going through. Let's let's play this fun little game of let's see who's a regular faithful church attender, shall we? <laughs> this will be fun. This this theme that you guys have been going through about two different ships. Name the ships. I heard it over here. Ushers, can we get a prize for this this lady over here? She got it right. You guys have had this theme of cruise ship to battleship, and and I want to really ask you, I want to really push you on this. Are you on the cruise ship? Are you just plowing along for your own pleasure and entertainment? Or are you at the helm of the battleship, deeply engaged in this war over souls to show the love of Christ to your fellow man? Because I'll tell you this, look around. We have this beautiful building. We have this huge auditorium, I don't know, probably maybe 3,000 people could fit here, I don't know the numbers. This huge auditorium, these beautiful lights, this huge worship team that led us in beautiful worship this morning, these incredible lights. I don't see a fog machine, maybe that will come out in the second service. But we have this beautiful building, this wonderful platform, this state-of-the-art communication system. But can I tell you, it is all worthless if we don't have the love of God. It is all pointless if we don't have the love of God. This is a church, is it not? This is a church. So if we are not coming together and encountering the love of God in a way that's transforming who we are from the inside out, just like when Moses came down and he encountered the Lord and his face was shining with the glory of God, that he had to cover it. If we are not encountering Jesus and our lives are not being changed from the very core of who we are, this is all pointless. You understand that, right? This is all pointless, it's all meaningless. It's all about Jesus. It's all about encountering Jesus and having our lives transformed. It's right in our vision. Our vision is to put hope within reach of every community by providing freedom from life controlling issues through the power of Jesus Christ. My friends, it is all about Jesus. And I say this all the time when I'm preaching that what we do, it's not a a drug rehabilitation program. No, I mean, yes, it is, but no, that's not what we are. We are a discipleship program. And when guys want to leave the program, I I try so desperately hard to convince them to stay, and I want them to stick around, not because we offer any sort of magical solution, but because I want to maximize this window of time where they can encounter the love of God and their lives are transformed from the inside out so that they become all-in disciples of Jesus. That's my heart. For what God is doing here in Teen Challenge I can't get enough of this I am all in it is all about Jesus he is the one that brings lasting change he is the one that transforms lives he is the one that restores these these children to their parents he is the one that restores these families that you heard about today he is the one that brings this lasting change that opens up our eyes that causes the scales to fall off so we pursue him with everything we are he is the one that can do tremendous things and he is on his throne he is the King of Kings he is the Lord of Lords and I can't get enough I have seen something here that's changed the trajectory of my life and what God is doing in adult and teen challenge man I can't get enough of this he is the God of all things He is on his throne. He is above all things. He bankrolls the projects that no man can finance, that people say are impossible. He heals the sicknesses that doctors say cannot be healed. He restores families where people say absolutely no way because he is on his throne. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the name above every other name because he is Jesus and he reigns on high. He is the Lord. But make no mistake about it. It is all about Jesus. Let's remember that and let's be all in this morning. So I wanna give you some context for this scripture because we see something here in scripture. We see that Jesus' disciples are all in. And they've seen something, and I'm gonna give you a really quick summary for time's sake, we're going to track through it very fast. We're going to go back to John 5 and 6 and tell you a bit of the context. Uh, it starts off early in John chapter 5 where, where Jesus heals a man at the pool of Bethesda. The, the recap here is that the story is that an angel would come and s- turn the waters in the pool. It's not been confirmed. It might have been a geological act. But people believe that an angel would stir the waters and the first one in, they would be healed. And Jesus comes along. He sees this cripple, someone that's been there for 38 years. And, and he says, do you not want to be healed? And the cripple says, Jesus, you don't understand. He says, this is what happens. The waters will stir and I've got nobody to help me. So other people get there first and they are healed. And Jesus says to, them, says to the man, well, listen, just pick up your mat and walk. I pronounce that differently. It's, it's walk is the correct way to pronounce it. Not walk, walk, is how you guys pronounce it, right? My kids are always giving me heck for that. It's not walk, that's what you cook Chinese food in, in a stir fry. It's walk, okay? And Jesus says, pick up your mat and walk. And so he's healed, but here's the bad news. This is on the Sabbath. (laughs) That's setting the Pharisees off. Classic Pharisees, they are livid because Jesus has healed somebody on the sabbath so we see that the pharisees they're coming after jesus they actually want to kill him uh this is crazy to me but they want to kill him and jesus responds to them he says listen i'm telling you the truth here hear my words and you will live and they're like whoa what are you talking about you you can heal you can provide eternal life and it made them all the matter and, and the, Jesus says, you don't understand, like there's gonna be a time coming where people will hear my voice, dead people in the graves and hearing my voice, they will be risen up from the dead. And the Pharisees are like, we gotta kill this guy. <laughs> Very sad, sad state in humanity when we're killing the very man that's come to save us. And then we go on to John the Baptist, which is so ironic because because the Pharisees are responding and listening. Many people are responding to John the Baptist's teachings, but it's about Jesus, the one that's coming. And so Jesus is there in the flesh, in person. He's like, hello, it's me. And they're like, yeah, 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 Uh, you're crazy. We're gonna kill you. And nobody would believe this, but this is all happening publicly, and the disciples are watching this unfold. Pay attention here. They're watching it unfold. And although many wanted to kill him, some were seeing something, and they thought maybe there's something to this. And then we get into chapter 6. That's our scripture for today. It's the feeding of the 5,000. A huge crowd had followed Jesus because he was healing people, left, right, and center. And so they, they got together a little bit of food, five loaves, two fishes, and everybody was fed. And at the end, how many baskets were left over? Wow, there you go. Was that our guys? Nice job, guys. I was going to say, good job, Pastor Stefan, what you're teaching in the church here, but our guys beat you to it. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> 12 baskets left over. Like, if you think about the, this literal miracle, that is crazy. And people are watching this unfold. This man that's walking around, claiming to give eternal life and healing people, breaking the laws. He's disrupting things. And people's eyes upon Jesus so then then Jesus walks on the water it's the Sea of Galilee I've been there I've had the uh, privilege and honor to be there it is not a crystal clear calm body of water it is it is wavy I'll tell you and they had these rickety wooden boats and it's the same body of water that Jesus was asleep and the disciples thought they were perishing it was that rough and that bad and Jesus in, in the middle of a storm he, he's out, it, they rode like three miles. He's out with his disciples. And then all of a sudden, they, they see that Jesus walking across the water at the disciples. And people, oh, it's a ghost, right? The whole story there, they, they freak out. Who, who is doing this? Who is going around healing people, offering eternal life, walking on the water? Who's doing this? His name is Jesus. And people are watching this. And a whole group of people are offended. A whole group of people wanna kill him. And a whole group of people turn away but there is a select few this small group and they say we are in listen closely this is exciting stuff so then many are looking for Jesus they're they're seeking after him it's kind of like a show at this point and they're all following him and Jesus said listen you're only looking for me because I provide for you That whole thing with the baskets and the bread and the loaves, you're just looking for what I can give you. And you're looking for the food that I provide, but that food perishes. But what I can give you, what I can offer you will never perish, it will never spoil, and if you eat of it, you will have eternal life. Whoa, what sort of teaching is this? This is crazy teaching. And once again, he's creating a stir. Don't forget, the disciples are watching all of this. And so they say, okay, okay. Well, listen, um, Moses, uh, when he was leading in the desert, uh, there was a sign. It was manna from heaven. What sign are you going to give us? And uh, Jesus says, you think Moses provided that? That was God. That was my Father in heaven. But once again, that manna spoils What I can offer you will never spoil, again, eternal life. And so they're still not getting it. So they say, okay, well tell us, how can we receive this eternal life? And once again, Jesus is like, hello, open your eyes. It's me, believe in me. I'm stood right here in front of you. And they're still not getting it. And so the Jews, they began to grumble. They They began to mock Jesus. And I tell you that breaks my heart when we think of the state of humanity that Jesus came to give his life and save and the very people that he came to save are mocking him they're making fun of him they say oh I am the bread of life that comes down from his father in heaven. Wait, well, they weren't English, but that's the only accent I got. But, uh, but they're mocking him. They're making fun of him. They're saying, I am the bread of life. I come down from my father in heaven. And, and, and he's making himself equal with God. And they're mocking him and they're planning to kill him. And then listen closely. Jesus says, stop Grumbling, stop complaining. He says, I am the bread of life. He's being very clear here. He is he is moving on from, from the enigmatic statement, and he's saying, I am the bread of life. But then he goes into this, this teaching where he says, And if you eat of my body, you will live forever, and if you drink of my blood, you will live forever. People are like, Whoa, that's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine? Like, um, Pick one of your most unchurched friends, and you say, "Hey, uh, Stevo, we're gonna go to uh, to church this weekend. You're gonna have a great time. We're gonna wash you in the blood of the Lamb." <laughs> They're gonna be like, "No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> I'm gonna go to a church that doesn't do that." I mean, this was weird teaching. And even Jesus's disciples said to him, "Hold on a second. We eat the body, drink the blood. That's how we have eternal life." And even Jesus' disciples said, this is a hard teaching, who can accept it? And then you can put the next slide up on the screen. When the, when the disciples heard that a whole bunch of people started to leave, in fact, keep that up just for one second, but I'm not into like numberology. Some people are, it's not, not really my jam. Yes, numbers have significance, but I couldn't help but notice this as I was studying this last night. But listen to verse 66, it says, you can just leave that on the screen for now. 66 says, it's crazy. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Where are they going? If they're not following Jesus, there's only one other way. That's verse 66 in John chapter six. Just saying, triple six is all I'm saying. Not big into numberology, but it was an interesting observation. So when so many others turned away, Jesus said to this select few of disciples he said do you want to go as well and listen to their response Lord to whom shall we go for you have the words of eternal life see they they believed they bought in they were all in they saw something in Jesus and it completely transformed their perspective of their world and they said these words Lord to whom shall we go for you have the words of eternal life my friends are you all in I'm all in, I can't get enough of this. What I have seen Jesus do over my relatively short 43 years on this this earth has transformed my life. I can't do anything else with my life other than tell people about the love and the hope of Jesus. I'm ruined, I can't do anything else because there is this calling, there is this fire in my bones to preach the gospel, to tell people about the love of Jesus because I have seen the transforming work of Jesus and I can't get enough. I am all in. And I wanna stir you and I wanna challenge you this morning to say, are you all in? See, Jesus was all in. If you go look at Jesus, go read the story for yourself. He, he came to save mankind. He knew he was going to the cross, but before he was crucified, he finds himself in the garden of Gethsemane and he's so riddled with anxiety because he knew that crucifixion lay before him. And he knew that was coming. And he knew how painful that death would be to be hung on a cross. It was one of the most brutal, painful ways to be executed in that time. And he knew that was coming. So he was praying and he was communing with the Father. So much so that he was sweating drops of blood as he was riddled with anxiety. And he prayed. He said, God, if there is any other way to save mankind, let's do that. He didn't want to do it. You say, whoa, Jesus didn't want to die for us? Go read it in the scripture. He says, if there's any other way, but immediately he said, however, not my will, but your will be done. And then we read that for the joy set before him, he went to the cross. So not only did he do what he didn't want to do, he did it because it's not about... His will, sorry, it's not about His will, it's about doing the will of the Father. Not only did He do that, but He did it for the joy set before Him. And yes, there's hardships when we walk with Jesus, when we journey with the Lord. It's not all balloons and cotton candy and puppy dogs. There's hardships, there's, there's suffering, there's pain. We've seen death, but man, I am all in. And when I see Jesus, I am stirred by that, that He willingly went to the cross. And then even one of the most beautiful pieces of Scripture Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel's friends, King Nebuchadnezzar says, you gotta bow down to me. He made this statue of gold and they said, no, 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 you are not our God. We will not bow down to you. We know who our God is. And so he summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and he summoned them and he said, I don't think you understood. If you do not bow down and worship me, I will throw you into a fiery furnace. And do you remember what they said? This is beautiful. They said, listen, we are not going to bow down and worship you because you are not our God. And you think, that's great. What faith, what confidence. They they knew the end of the story. They didn't. Listen closely to what they said. They said, we will not bow down to you. You are not our God. We know who our God is. He is the only one we worship. He is the one true God. We know that He is able and He is willing to save us. But even if He does not, we will not bow down to you. My friends, they did not have the outcome guaranteed. They did not know that they would escape the fiery furnace, facing an imminent death with a fiery furnace, and only their faith in God to cling to. They said, we will not bow down. They were all in. Those disciples, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, those friends of Daniel's, they were all in. Jesus was all in. And one of the things that I love about being a part of what God is doing here with Teen Challenge, I just want to quick, take a quick moment to honor our leader, Daniel Eamond. Man, he's a guy that's all in. He has a big vision in his heart that God has given him. And it's not going to be easy. It's going to take a ton of money. It's going to take a ton of faith. It's going to take a ton of staring into the face of naysayers. And he has no guaranteed outcome. Daniel Emon does not have a guaranteed outcome of what God's going to do but he has his faith, he is a man of faith. And he says, I will do it because God has called me and I say yes to the calling and I let God worry about the circumstances. I let God worry about what it looks like down the line. I just say yes to him. Daniel Imond is all in. Can I tell you, it is a delight, it is a pleasure to serve under a man who is all in, a man of faith, a man that has said yes to the calling and I can't get enough. And I am all in. See, friends, we can't do this alone. This vision that we have to put hope within reach of every community by providing freedom from life-controlling issues through the power of Jesus Christ, we can't do that alone. We have this tremendous vision, we cannot do it alone. Daily, we are seeing people in desperate need and we can't actually reach them. We can't do this alone. And so I'm asking, would you partner with us? Would you be a part of what God's doing? Would you sacrificially say, I'm all in. I wanna be a part of what God is doing because I'm telling you, He is moving. He is on the move. And I'm asking, would you partner with us? Would you be part of, of seeing people, ex-cons coming out of prison, ex-gang members in church raising their hands in worship and in Bible study? Would you partner with us in seeing families reunified? Would you partner with us in seeing dads reconcile to their children? Would you partner with us in seeing marriages restored? Would you partner with us in seeing guys that feel the call, that they step into the leadership of what we are doing and they are serving and they are giving so that God can use them as part of the story so that God get the glory? would you be part of that? Would you partner with us and be a part of all that God is doing through a teen challenge? Would you partner with us in raising up the name of Jesus high? Would you partner with us in lifting His name up like a banner for all to see? Because Jesus is the King of Kings. Jesus is the Lord of Lords. He is on His throne. It is all about Jesus. Would you partner with us in lifting the name of Jesus high, so that all can see, so that God get the glory, all the honor, all the praise, all. the glory goes to Jesus would you partner with us in lifting the name of Jesus high the only one that brings lasting change in our lives amen amen you guys are a quiet bunch here this morning amen amen all right why don't we stand we're just gonna gonna close in prayer i want to pray for you guys in the end here let's just close our eyes here and just bow our heads I wanna pray two quick things real quick. First of all, nobody looking around, let's just take a moment to listen to the Holy Spirit here. I wanna pray for you. Firstly, if you don't have this relationship with Jesus, if you are here this morning and you say, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I don't know the Lord. I wanna pray for you this morning or maybe you, maybe you knew the Lord a long time ago, but you've been, you've been walking away and, and you feel the Holy Spirit stirring in your heart and you say, yeah, I wanna be all in. I wanna live a life that's, that's bigger than just myself. I wanna be a part of what God is doing so that he can get the glory. If that's you this morning, I just want you to pray this prayer. Just say, Father, I thank you that you are a good God and Jesus, that you hung on that cross in my place, and you died for me so that I can be forgiven and I don't have to, I don't have to face those, those dark consequences of my sin that is death because you hung in that cross for me and now I get to live and be alive again because of your great love and mercy and kindness and grace. Jesus, I wanna follow you. Would you be my Lord? This morning I am your servant, this morning I am a Christian, in your mighty and precious name, amen. The second thing I wanna pray for real quick is if you you are here and you say, I wanna be all in, and you say, man, I've been living my life kind of on the cruise ship, and I wanna be all in. I wanna live a life of sacrifice where I'm giving whether it be your time, your prayers, your money, whatever it may be. Maybe there's a neighbor that the Lord's been feeling you to reach out to and you like Netflix too much, whatever it may be. If you would feel the stirring of the Holy Spirit in your heart to say, yeah, I wanna be changed. I want the power of God to change me. I wanna pray for you this morning. Let's just pray. Let's keep our eyes closed, head bowed. Lord, I thank you for those here this morning that that love you, for those of us that say, God, we love you, but we wanna be transformed. We wanna be stirred, we wanna be stretched, we wanna be a part of this bigger picture of what you are doing. Holy Spirit, would you convict, would you show those areas that we need to lay down and surrender, those areas that we need to sacrifice, And God, I pray that all across this auditorium, all these people with their hearts open, that you would stir their hearts in such a way that they would leave this building completely changed, that it would not just be another church service that they blow in and blow out, but God, I pray that we would encounter you today in a way that would transform our hearts and transform our souls and transform our mindset, that we would go out and that we would be those faithful few when the whole world is turning away from you, that we would say, to whom are we? We gonna go because you have the words of eternal life would you do that work in our hearts here this morning and above all God I pray that through our lives that you would be lifted up that you would be glorified that you would be put in your right place above all things on your throne that may you receive all the glory and all the honor in this place in your mighty and precious name amen could we give God a hand for all he's done here this morning yeah And I just wanna encourage you as Pastor Stefan comes up, if you made that decision to say yes to Jesus, you made that decision to say, I, I wanna be a part of what God's doing, you, you wanna be a believer, whatever phrasing you use, if you love Jesus but you need to be discipled, it's not just about saying a quick prayer to get fire insurance, it's about being yes. discipled. And so find someone, Pastor Stefan, one of your team, small group leaders and say, you- would you help me? I wanna be discipled. Thank you so much, God bless you for your time. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Pastor Danny.